But in the church, it's not Jew or Gentile, not bound, nor free, because everybody in the church, they are just brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you with more concepts from God's Word. You'll be blessed when you hear the theme of this message. Jesus paid it all. Stay tuned. You will be enriched through this word. The Word, chapter 2, verse 11, Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man so making peace and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross having slain the enmity having slain the enmity Look at someone and say this with some conviction this morning. Jesus, Jesus paid it paid all. all. Jesus paid it all. Wasn't a partial payment. A full payment. And everything that God had ordered for your life and my life through redemption has been complete. Whether you accept it or not, it's complete. Whether you respond or not to invitations, it is already complete. The fact is that Jesus fulfilled the whole of God the Father's plan in his lifetime. What a wonderful model for us 
as we spend our lives that we would leave the world like Jesus empty. Leave it empty, having given all things. So Jesus could say, all that thou hast given me to do, Father, I have done it. And that included what he did for us. By the way, he really came for us. He came, obviously, to usher in a new dispensation because there was a dispensation before his coming. We had the dispensation of the law. We had the dispensation of the Old Testament. But in Jesus' coming, we have been privileged to see the Old Testament fulfilled as it was a period when the Old Testament was the New Testament concealed. But I just bless God that I'm a part of a plan that has already been successful. Uh, even our children, the psalmist said, we will write some things ahead of time because I know they're coming. These things are written for the generation not yet born. Watch this. That shall praise the Lord. That's a praising point right there. We could give God praise that if our children are not saved yet, if they're not born yet, if they're not delivered yet, that God will make it happen. Let me get into this truth. The Veterans Day, or as it is more commonly referred to in these times, Remembrance Day. That day prompts thoughts of, of how awesome it has been that individuals will give their lives so that we might live in peace. So our hearts are filled with esteem and with gratitude for those who gave themselves fighting battles in the midst of wars, many of them losing life and limb. We pause in this hour to appreciate those who have fought the battles. And some didn't live through the war. Some are yet with us who have scars. As always, we have three points for this message. One, the predicament. Two, the performance. Three, the privilege. Jesus dealt with our predicament. We had a debt that we couldn't pay. Jesus performed it by his work on the cross. Jesus did it so we might have peace with God and with each other. Stay tuned. You will be further blessed through this word. And so Abraham was a Gentile. In fact, he was the first Jew. 
Oh, I'm mixing you up. I know I'm mixing you up. Yeah, he was the first Jew. Yeah, he was the first Jew in the sense that why he became the father of Israel. Abraham, the father of the faithful. Abraham, the father of the Hebrew race. What you say? Don't be surprised as to where God goes to get what he needs to work with. Don't be surprised how God will go into a community, go into a family, and choose somebody least likely to succeed. Those you label, those you have put your finger on and say, ain't nothing happening here. God reaches in. He may pick the weakest one. He may get himself a Gideon who's nervous and timid and tell him, you're not that. You are a mighty man of valor because I'm going to make you that. And you're going to cause me to deliver the Midianites from the quarters of my people. I'm going to use you. I'm trying to say something this morning. I'm trying to say that we don't understand that it's a master plan of Satan to get you against me and me against you and this church against that church and this group against that group and your sister against that sister. Come on with me. It's so that God's plan may not be pulled off. Here we are, all upset, all messed up. The Greeks, <laughs> the Greeks. Years ago, when I went to Athens uh, and I was walking around in Athens, I was thinking, oh, gee whiz. And then I said, I want to go to the Acropolis. And I want to go, because, you know, in the studies, I, wa I wanted to see what I was studying. And God blessed me to go to the Acropolis, and I preached at the Acropolis. I've had that privilege. But what I'm trying to say is that if you never get to go there, God still has a master plan for your life. The biggest mistake we make is to spend a lifetime and never discover why you were sent. I think in my life, the thing that has blessed me, not only to stay in Bermuda, but to stay wherever God sent me, is to stay there because I know why I'm in the world. I've been offered all kinds of jobs, all kinds of positions. And somehow God is so awesome that when you say no, and folk get all upset, God turns right around and wins them out of your no. I know I'm talking about. People that have come to Christ who tried to get me to join them in a particular business venture, and I didn't do it. I said, I don't believe God called me to do that. I could have been singing. I could have stayed with, with the king's men. I could have, yeah, I mean, Savoy Records. We know we have, I'm, come on. No. When you discover that God called you out from wherever you were, tell you, leave your family, leave your kindred, leave your people. Because I'm taking you to a place, watch this now, that I will show you. I mean, how in the world is somebody in an intelligent mind going to be going somewhere you don't know? Where are you going? 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 
Where you, where are you going? What you going to do? My wife is sitting there. She can tell you that when God called us out of Harrisburg to Cincinnati, Ohio, to pastor there, look, I, I, I came. I said, honey, uh, I heard the Lord call my name. I, I know you. some of y'all going to say, I, I always thought he was a little off. <laughs> but I can't tell you anything other than the truth. And the truth is, I heard my name called. And a surgeon, a cardiologist, whose house I was in at the time, I thought, call me. So I went to him and said, I ain't call you. Go back and sleep. And I went back to sleep, came back again, and again, Vernon! And I'm saying, God, what? I'm scared. What's going on? And there was a, a donut place right outside uh, next to the building where I was staying, and you could see this thing going around in the night, and then the donut would come on the wall in the room. Didn't help. <laughs> in the morning, he said, in the morning, I said, God, I give me a sign that, that I'm not losing my mind. And God said, you remember you were preaching the other night? I said, yes, on the Thursday. I said, yeah. He said, remember a woman came in and she was on a stick and she, she had a stroke. Remember that? I said, Yes. And the Lord said, well, you know, uh, go see that person and tell them their mouth is straight. And I'm going to use them. That's why I believe in women preachers. Because God said, I'm going to use that person to join you in ministry at that church. My wife is my witness. I lived to see it. I said to Dr. Downing, I said, take me to that lady's house. And he said, oh, that's way across town. I said, I, said, I got to go, I got to go. And we drove up to the house, and I never told a word to Dr. Downing, but soon as he drove up, he said, look at her mouth. It's straight. When God calls you, and God speaks to you, he confirms it. Even the word that's preached, he confirms it with signs following. I called my wife to tell her, I'm going to take the church in Cincinnati. And when I called her, I said, honey, when you get here, I got something to tell you. When I picked her up in Cleveland, I drove from Cincinnati up to Cleveland, picked my wife up and drove back and went on the way down. I said, honey, I got to tell you something real quick. I said, no, I got something to tell you. I said, no, I'm going to tell you something. The Lord called me. I said, no, more. I said, I tell you what, what happened to you? And Ruthann begins to tell me, she says, the other night, I heard my name called Honey. She's in Harrisburg. I'm in Cincinnati. I'm in Dr. Downing's house, and she's in our house, in our bed. She heard her name called. I said, now I know God's up all in this. So I didn't have to ask him. Now... Will we sign a contract on this? I, I said, no. I went, next time I saw the church, I said, I will pastor this church. You know why? Because God confirmed it. And that same lady that I'm talking about, she lived to help me preach in that church. In fact, she's the only funeral that I had the whole six years I pastored in that church. And she died the week after I stood up and I said, I'm leaving 
Cincinnati, I'm going to Bermuda. God's calling us there. And he did a similar type thing on us to say, leave. And we left. That morning, she stood up and she said, oh, my God, I'm dead now. Wednesday, she was gone. That's the only funeral that I performed. Are you listening? Her husband met me at the grave and he said, he said uh, 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 Rev, when you leave today, I, 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 uh, meet me at my house. Meet me at my house. I said, okay. And I went to his house and he said, God told me the other night that he, he healed my wife to verify your coming. He's taking my wife because it's your time to go. I don't care what you got to go through in Bermuda. I don't care how things going to work out there, but you better go. Well, I sincerely trust that you've been blessed by this word and to know Jesus paid it all, all to him we owe. So until next time, when we shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.